But he also spent the last night in Vegas covering the Stanley Cup final, took the red eye to fly back to get to minicamp in Buffalo. I, that is that is not only a hell of a schedule, but a great 24 hours. It had to have been, Ryan. What was it like being at the clinching game, which just was an absolute domination by the Golden Knights? Yeah, well, it's good to join you guys tonight. It, I mean, it's always cool to see the Cup in person. And, you know, Vegas was probably, you know, clearly the best team in this series and, and arguably throughout the playoffs. But, it's it, you know, the atmosphere is cool when you're counting down from six minutes to five to four to three, the game's in hand, and the, and the crowd sort of doesn't know what to do with itself. So they started throwing hats on the ice after Mark Stone's empty netter. But but it was good. Uh, did that, got back here for the uh, – as the Stefan Diggs world turns. Yeah, I'm really jealous. I'm really jealous of you. So, uh, Stefan Diggs does show up day two of mandatory minicamp today. Um, what What is going on? Because obviously this has nothing to do with the contract. He just got extended actually last year. So this isn't about the money. Uh, what do you think was happening with Stefan Diggs and the Buffalo Bills? Like we saw it uh, after the playoff loss, obviously, you know, him and Josh Allen having some words on the sidelines. Seemed like they had a great relationship the first eight weeks of the season and the year before. I know his targets went down the second half of the season. Uh, what do you think was going on with that whole situation there? Well, I think they, they had to have a meeting of the minds yesterday. And, you know, Sean McDermott talked to the media after practice today and gave, uh, you know, the team's view that Diggs reported on Monday for his physical, which means he couldn't be fined. You know, it doesn't matter if he practices. And I think one thing McDermott said that was interesting is they had communication yesterday. Everybody needs a little space. Diggs was excused from practice. To me, that means that wasn't a hugs and high fives conversation. That's what's, that's what's been building up since the Cincinnati loss because Diggs hadn't been in town and I'm sure everybody was, you know, uh, okay to be honest. And my guess is that uh, Diggs has a bigger problem with the play calling than he does the mm-hmm. quarterback because he should he should have no problem with the quarterback. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that actually. Just Ken Dorsey as a play caller because it seemed like early downs the Bills last year. Like that was my knock on them early in the season when they were getting all the hype was they were terrible on early downs. It was just Josh Allen really literally becoming Superman on third and seven, third and eight, you know, third and long situations. So I was going to ask you, do you think this is more you know, the relationship with Ken Dorsey or Sean McDermott or more the relationship with Josh Allen, first Stephon Diggs? Uh, I mean, for, for Diggs, if he's got a problem with Allen, then go play somewhere else because you're not going to get a lot of guys better. I mean, so, you know, and, and here's the other thing. They, didn't have, they did not have a second or third receiver option emerge that takes some of that attention away from Diggs. He has to understand that, okay, is he upset with the team building? You know, we'll see if he ever talks again. So, uh you know, the the second half of the season, this was after Josh Allen's uh, ligament spr- uh, sprain in his elbow sustained in the jet game. You know, took away some of his firepower down the field. That's where Diggs makes a lot of his plays. Okay, there's an excuse of the injuries, and but the the key thing is the scheme part. You know, does Diggs feel like he should be running routes that are not currently in the system? Well, there's probably better ways to converse about that, or maybe he thought he was conversing about that late last season and got nowhere, and so he sort of has acted out both uh, with his not showing up for OTAs and then yesterday's deal, and also acting out in, in terms of giving his honest opinion behind uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, and it's interesting, Ryan, because I've interviewed Diggs like probably three or four times. His demeanor has always been very upbeat. He's always been super communicative and open and honest. 
his production really hasn't changed in the three years that he was in Buffalo. My perspective is maybe there's a little like PTSD from when he played for Zimmer where it was run the ball and then kind of lead with your defense. Do you think that there's there's some sort of um, like carryover from that? Well, I think all receivers can be material if they're not getting the ball, win or lose. Um, yeah, so maybe Minnesota probably a different situation because um, I think McDermott's probably different than Zimmer. That said, the Bills, one of their crutches last year is they didn't run it well enough. Josh Allen was their best short yardage running back. That cannot happen this year. That's why they signed Damian Harris and Latavius Murray in, in veteran free agency. So if, uh, you know, for Diggs at this point, you got the money, you got the accolades, okay, what gives this Bills offense best chance to win? It's running it more, and maybe that sets up some play-action stuff for him down the field. Talking to Ryan O'Halloran, BetMGM tonight. Uh, I mean, the Bills are the favorite to win the division, uh, plus 125. Jets are up there at uh, plus 240 after that. But you know, we, we've watched the team now have a certain level of expectations and then really fall short over the last three seasons at least. Is there any worry, whether it's in your mind or maybe secretly within the organization, that maybe this core's window is at least closing a little bit given the rise of so many other teams in the AFC? Well, I don't think it's secretly. It, you know, the they admit that there's a Super Bowl window and it doesn't stay open unless your quarterback's Patrick Mahomes. I said the last part. They didn't say the last part. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, one thing Brandon Bean said, the general manager throughout the offseason, is they are a cap team. They have a lot of big money players that they drafted and developed or traded and developed and making a ton of a ton of their cap space, so they need to draft well. They need to sign you know undrafted free agents and, and one-year veterans well, and, and make sure those guys perform. So, I, I do think there's that sense of urgency that um, the Super Bowl window does not, in the cap world, does not stay open forever. And I think that's what you hear from Josh Allen throughout the off season is that sense of urgency, knowing that hey, if they keep coming up short they're going to make changes that he may not like. Mm. Right. That's why I was so devastating last season watching Von Miller go down. What's your biggest concern with this team? Is it on the defensive side of the ball? You got Trey White, Von Miller, Micah Hyde, um, obviously Hamlin coming back from some pretty devastating injuries. I think at corner, they got the issues. You mentioned Trey White played uh, five, six games after his ACL last year. Um, after that, it's, you know, Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam, the first-round pick last year's got to play better. Uh, you know, they're okay at the nickel with Teron Johnson. Um, but then also middle linebacker, Tremaine Evans, uh, signed with Chicago in free agency. I agreed with letting him go for that kind of money. But they're going to have a competition in camp. And, um, it's you know, and, and the key question is, is that, is that player going to be on the field 100% of the time, or will they maybe play more dimes? with Sean McDermott as a new play caller. So, you know, so all this, the actual football nuts and bolts will, you know, crystallize throughout camp. And, uh, but I do think, you know, the, the opening up at the Jets on Monday Night Football with Rodgers, you know, the, the Bills will be back in the spotlight soon enough. Bills total for the wins are 10 and a half. Um, what would you do there? I think that feels like an automatic over. I'd probably go, I think I picked them 10 and 7. Um so, and, and I'll preface it by with sort of a cop-out answer. Their roster may be better than this than last year, but their record won't be just because of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Just on the road this year, outside of division, they go to Chargers, Chiefs, Eagles, and uh, Bengals. So, and you know, maybe not favored to win any of those games. So, they went 13-3 and last year. So, 
I do think that that will be good enough to win the division, but it may, makes for a harder road in the playoffs if you go 10-7. and seven. Let's look at the rest of that division. I mean, you mentioned, obviously, the Bills are, are favored. The Jets are right behind them. And you got the Dolphins sitting at 3-1, to one, where, okay, if, if two is healthy, maybe this is a whole different team. We saw what that offense looked like at the beginning of the season. Who is the biggest threat to the Bills to overtake them at the top of the division? Yeah, I go back and forth between the Jets and the Dolphins, but I'll lean toward the Jets. I think the Jets just they played pretty good defense against the uh, the Bills last year, and they they were able to pressure Allen with some different things. Quentin Williams is an elite player, and then let's face it, their quarterback play can't get any worse. So even if Rodgers is not the MVP level he was at a couple of years ago, they'll still be an upgrade. They've done some nice jobs at the skill position. On Miami, I like their I like their depth chart. They got a one-two receiver punch, probably best in the league. But you mentioned if two is healthy, that's the wrong position to be asking that question and, and leaving that doubt. So Mike White's a decent backup, but I think the Dolphins will go just as Tua does if he's available. Other than Stephon Diggs, who do you like on the offensive side of the ball to maybe take off this season? You know, last season, I think we all thought it was going to be Gabe Davis after the playoff game where he had four touchdowns. Didn't have a terrible year, but just didn't really become that number two that I think the Bills wanted him to be. Is it maybe a rookie like Dalton Kincaid, or is there anybody you're really excited about on the offensive side of the ball? I think they're excited about Kincaid, the first-round tight end, because they've made no denial that they're going to be a – uh, 12-personnel team, masses, and 11-personnel team. That means Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid on the field. Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs a receiver. So, you know, if I had to pick a receiver, it would be Khalil Shakur, the second-year player. Did some good things down the stretch last year as the third guy. Um, after Isaiah McKenzie sort of didn't really get anything done. So Shakira would be my receiver pick, and then Kincaid is the easy pick at tight end. The other position I wanted to ask you about was right tackle because uh, Spencer Brown, I feel terrible saying this because I actually, when I got started in the business, covered him while he was playing high school sports in Lenox, Iowa. It was eight-man football, and he was six foot eight, so he was hard to miss. But he's a liability out there, and I worry about Josh Allen's health with him. Uh, any concerns with that right tackle position and any chance maybe somebody like Queensberry takes that spot or maybe even um, Brandon Shell? I mean, Shell would be probably the one uh, that's going to compete with Spencer Brown. And I thought Spencer may have got a little bit of a tougher knock than warranted last year. Uh, you know, he was playing okay until he did the high ankle against Kansas City. Yeah. As you guys know, that takes a long time to get back. Sometimes you're not back from that until March. So uh, I do think they signed Shell, you know, because there's a little bit of a concern there. Uh, but uh, I think Spencer Brown will be the you know the you know day one of training camp right tackle. All right, Ryan, we talked about the division. Now the AFC as a whole, where do the Bills actually stack up in your eyes? Yeah, I've, I've, I'll go Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo in that order. Uh, I just I mean, Kansas City, they find ways to replace the players they let leave. And and with Mahomes and Kelsey, you know, two Hall of Fame players, that's a good place to start. Cincinnati, going to be some issues at safety. Both those guys left. They've shown the ability to draft and develop on the defensive side. And then with uh, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, I mean, they, they're basically they are tough to stop if they protect Burrow just a little bit. He's Ryan O'Halloran, Buffalo News. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, anytime. Thank you now. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a conversation all year, the, the AFC and where these teams stack. But, I mean – he is right. If this, if this, and I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. If they don't get there, I mean, at what point do you look around at your core and say, "We got to admit, you're not trading Josh Allen, no. and you're probably not moving Stephon Diggs." 
So, but they're going to have to do something. They're you gonna... see what Colin Cowherd said? No, what did he say? Is that Sean McDermott's the problem? That he's too rigid? I almost asked him this, but I figured, was, yeah, I, I figured it was. I figured it was. We've dumb watched that question. team turn he's a, around. He's I a just, very good coach. Yeah. I just, I just didn't want to even give it. I didn't even want to dignify it to him, honestly. I would say Ken Dorsey's the problem, though. I really would. Yeah. I mean, look how good that offense rolled with Brian Dayball. Mm-hmm. Look how. I mean, early downs are really important. That's why everybody's always worried about what teams do on third down. Well, the the team shouldn't face third and seven, third and eight. You know what I mean? That just shows how great Josh Allen is, too, because he converted like 65% of those third and long yeah. situations. But I'd say, like, they need a number two. I thought Odell Beckham mm-hmm. Jr. or anybody, like, D Hop. D Hop's still on the weapon. market. He's I'm excited the for Kincaid, now, though, so. man. Also, Spencer Brown is a liability at right tackle, and that's a pretty important position, obviously. Not 